0: My name is Mark Copes. I'm Andrew Baxter, and this is. How are you going, Copes? I'm <laughs> going good. Going good, except for the human feces at the bottom of the staircase in our apartment complex.
1: Apart from that, uh, wait, wait, no, no, no. We're not breezing over this. Like, you weren't involved, right? That's too long to pause. You can't pause that. It could be
0: me. <laughs> this is the thing. So we're right. Okay. Let's, let's,
1: let's peel this one back.
0: I didn't want to tell you anything about this before we started, but it turns out, looking at human feces is very different to dog feces. Dog feces. Is like, it? Okay. So someone's forgotten to pick it up. You could. You could probably even if it's not your dog, you'd you'd probably pick it up yourself. Because it's just dog, but you see it all the time. It's not the best, but but human physics is something different. Like all of a sudden you're starting to think bacteria, like you wouldn't, I'm not going to pick up someone else's poo. So basically we've got, um, it's not the newest apartment. We've got, uh, I guess, plumbing issues with, you know, all the the things with the trees and the who knows what being flushed down toilets. And we've had a few problems, but, um, We woke up yesterday and walked down to work and at the bottom of the staircase is just wet toilet paper and human shit just everywhere. And thankfully, we're on the next floor up and it's just out front of – I have to speak quietly because downstairs they can probably hear me talk. But outside their (laughs) their front door, just felt horrible. But it also felt, oh, well, not my problem. (laughs) It's not outside our door. And, um, yes, I think it's clogged up. And then as – our place is flushed. Now the place above us is flushed. It's clogged up and then pushed outside the drain and the Ooh. the drain itself, the drain cover because it's crisscrossed. When things come out of that, it's like um, that scene of Resident Evil, the movie where everything just gets split up into a hundred pieces. And so there's just bits of toilet paper, not a clump of toilet, it's just bits It's being forced through this grid and just poo everywhere. And I thought for a second, oh, it's it's probably theirs. It's not ours. Couldn't possibly be our fault. And then I um had a look at it, and then I had a shower and went back out, and there's newer, fresher water out there. So it's we're all compounding <laughs> to the problem. So suddenly it could be my poo, but I'm not I'm not going to own up to it. But technically, it should be all clean. I think a, a plumber came in last night, so we'll, we'll see what happened. But um yeah, just. It's great, just the joys of apartment living, I guess. So that's me. How are you going? Well,
1: I could tell you what—that is definitely not what I thought we were going to say when. <laughs> when I see how you go, I you just, 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 just
0: uh, mm. same old, same old. Mm. Just everything surprises me here. There's always something interesting happening, but
1: I—I I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um,
0: Has your life been <laughs> any any shit on the sidewalk?
1: People. Have I had any? No, no, I
0: have not. No? Oh, that's a shame. Hey, I wanted to say uh, congratulations. Happy birthday for us for 5,000 episodes. No, not 5,000. 5,000 oh, downloads. Yeah. That's
1: not a birthday, is it? Downloads. 5,000 episodes. Wow. <laughs> when we get there, uh-huh. well, that'd be something, wouldn't
0: it? Well, that, that'd 5, be 5,000 hours, yep. Which which does mean I did the, the the napkin maths, and that's how many people, like how many, what was it, 100 and something full days of people listening? It's absurd.
1: It's a long time. Yep. That's more time than we've put into, the, uh, into making the episode, the podcast.
0: That's definitely for sure.
1: Oh, wait, hang on. Let me think about that.
0: We've done approximately wait, 30, wait. So no, 40.
1: two days. We spent days.
0: Yeah, less than two days.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I know. That's, that's more time than we spent.
0: Probably would have been easy. Now, if we had just said, hey, do you want to just record for two days? And then we don't have to do anything for the next two years, three years. That would have been pretty smart.
1: I reckon those would get pretty slow around about three o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
0: You'd probably run out of things to say.
1: I mean, it's a lot of coffee. How's your how's your uh, how's your coffee working on you? Good. Thing uh, we're now back onto the, uh, your early shift and my late shift. Yeah,
0: kind of love it. I was i winding down. You're warming up. Yeah, it's. Um, I was saying you before. It's not many, not many things you'd get up early in the morning. Like uh, yesterday, I got in trouble because I was hitting the snooze button on the alarm clock for like uh, i don't know, probably the tenth time. And apparently that was too many times. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Oh, come on.
1: I've done it more like 20 times before. Yeah,
0: but this one, this alarm clock, remember, goes off every two minutes. It's got a very short snooze cycle. Mm. So it's it's about That's not good. 40 minutes of constant alarms. So fair call. It's not when the best. You, When you have it
1: to get up, like you have to get up, mm-hmm. say you need to get up at about four in the morning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how many alarms do you set?
0: Two. 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 When it has to be you done, like this two. morning, like – you're counting on me because otherwise you're sitting around. So I've got my normal <laughs> one and a backup, and I, I know that when I hear it, it's like no bullshit. Come on, Copes, get up! It's uh, it keeps me up. What about yourself? It depends. Mm-hmm.
1: If it's a flight and I've got to get up, at oh yeah, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I am probably going to be setting ten alarms, one minute apart.
0: That's very cool. My a flight that is is that is my Defcon one. A flight is neck neck level, level isn't it? Alarm. Like that's. That's probably the pinnacle.
1: Well, yeah, I do get this problem. Like, I get very concerned when I have to get up like that, that my alarm is not going to wake me up. Because I have been in a situation before where I've set an alarm and then turn it off and go back to sleep without actually waking
0: up. It's a very scary thought, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's not a great feeling. It's kind of like when you miss recording
0: a podcast. Um... <laughs> that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Can't to you. You're right, you're right. Yeah, so... I Man, I used uh, to yeah. You know, like I said before, I used to do the the three a.m. alarm and the five a.m. I, I get that, but I used to do that for everyday life. But I, I would definitely do it for a flight. They make me so nervous because the consequences are so big. Because everyone knows last minute flights are beyond ridiculous. And so, the worst yeah. that can happen for work, at work being late is you get slapped on the wrist. And. You get, maybe you get fired and maybe you can't pay rent and maybe you're living under a bridge. That's the worst that could happen.
1: Wow, you spiral <laughs> creepy there, coach. Living,
0: you know, missing a flight. End of the world. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Definitely a pretty big deal. Because you can't like – if you miss it, a lot of things, if, you, if you're 10 minutes late, you can still make up the time. But a flight, if you miss it, you've missed it. That's it. You don't get yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I told you – did I tell you that time where I took my mate to – the airport for his flight to Japan. I'm not sure I no. took him because we lived um, closest to the airport, but I was also working at there at a construction site near the airport at the time, and so I knew some back roads. And so I said to my housemate, oh, don't worry, I'll take you the back roads. We can leave a bit later. Don't pay Worst for a taxi. Fine. It'd be great." Got in line at there the, because there's so many cars, like you're in, just waiting to drop them off. And it suddenly dawned on both of us, but him just before me, that I was at the wrong airport. I'd gone to domestic instead of international. And suddenly the shortcut was the lowest thing that was talked about and I had to rush him to the international and and he just got there in time. And so it turns out like even even you're doing a solid favor, timing is... It wasn't, yeah, it was no longer a favour, that's for sure. <laughs> I was, <definitely, laughs> But he got there in time. It's not good to get to the wrong terminal. I, I get confused as to why, when
1: I'm booking a flight, it doesn't make more, gives you more notice about which terminal it's leaving from.
0: Yeah, because airports are pretty big these I days. I,
1: I know in Perth, there's two is two terminals you've got a f- domestic and international, but I think it doesn't, isn't for Virgin domestic leaves from the, the international terminal, doesn't it? Something like
0: that. Yeah, that's a bit mixed up.
1: Yeah, so there's a little bit of a mix up there. Like it would be useful just like when you book your ticket, it'd be like your flight is from Perth Terminal One. Yeah. Instead of just being Perth and then just later on to the terminal, it happened at Heathrow. There's four terminals, number two to five, hopefully. And uh, we, we've I've dropped off people at the wrong terminal before. <laughs> Ugh! All right. what's wrong? Why Why have you not checked your bag? My flight's not on the uh, on the desk on the uh, screens. Who are you flying with? BA, we're at the wrong terminal.
0: Off we go. <laughs> well, the worst they can do is wait. Bad luck to them. <laughs> this is
1: why you always get there yeah. early.
0: That's it. Do you know what? I'm about to do something I haven't done in a long time.
1: I'm about to crack a Red Bull. Oh, a I should noise.
0: get Red Bulls for
1: the morning. It's a great idea. I'm concerned. It, it, it went off like a confetti can. That's
0: exactly what you want to happen. For heaven, This is a Red Bull I got delivered to me in the post, <laughs> so I'm not skeptical. It's like the worst thing, um, worst delivery method for a Red Bull, I feel. Definitely taste that Red Bull. Not quite
1: sure why it popped, but okay.
0: Because it was shaken by on purpose by... Oh,
1: oh I feel a that's not. That's not true. I just feel
0: mildly just more wings. Hey, uh, speaking of um, poo on the floor, I want to talk to you about chocolate ice cream and oh, oh sorry i thought that was topic i oh, no, topic? that wasn't actually the topic but it's a perfect segue <laughs> this could be very brief because you may you could agree with me but the chances are low but i would love it if you did because i don't actually know what my argument is but i've i've tried talking about this at three dinner conversations and i thought surely someone would agree with me but Okay. I, I, I don't even know what my argument is. I just know I'm passionate about an argument, but I'm not entirely clear. So if you can figure out what I'm trying to talk about, you can let me know. But there's mm-hmm. two categories of food. There's cho- there's ice cream and there's chocolate, like a bar of chocolate. And chocolate flavoring, you know, that brown flavoring, the what, what they would call milk chocolate... You have that chocolate ice cream. It's brown ice cream, and it's a flavor, and you have that. And you can have chocolate, chocolate, and it's uh, less of a flavor, more of what it is. But nonetheless, there are different types of flavors of chocolate. So you could say that milk chocolate is the chocolate equivalent of chocolate ice cream. So let's just say that that's the same thing, chocolate, chocolate. Now you can have White chocolate, chocolate. And everyone's immediate reaction is there's no such thing as white chocolate and blah, blah, blah. You're wrong. It is white. It is real chocolate. And it's not the actual argument I'm trying to make here, but white chocolate is a flavor of chocolate and probably more artificial and not technically chocolate, but still a flavor. But who says white chocolate isn't oh, People chocolate? always have this argument about how it doesn't have cocoa in it or cocoa or, or cacao or something like that, so it's not technically a chocolate. It's,
1: it's, it's made from cocoa butter without any cocoa in it. But What? what
0: that White chocolate? The hint's in the name. Oh, I'm, it's my favorite type of chocolate. I get, I'm, I get very upset when people say it, but that's probably an argument for another day. Just white chocolate, chocolate. But you can't have white right, chocolate yeah. ice cream. Generally, white chocolate ice cream is vanilla ice cream with white chocolate pieces. Do you agree so far? Unless it's baked Alaska, Ben and Perry's. Well, I guess there's like, yeah, definitely there's gourmet ice cream. It's definitely rarer. And I would I would be more lenient to say it's a creamier ice cream with white chocolate. But... It's also starting to get a bit messy because the way you see is a block of chocolate is white chocolate. You also see as the normal ice cream is vanilla. Vanilla is almost like the base ice cream, like milk chocolate is chocolate. So this is a side note, but you've got chocolate and chocolate. You've got white chocolate, chocolate, and you've got not really white chocolate, ice cream. Now, vanilla, you can have vanilla ice cream, but why can't we have vanilla chocolate? Like why isn't I I feel like those are three flavours. You've got chocolate, which is milk chocolate, you've got white chocolate, which is real chocolate, shut up all the haters, and you've got vanilla. I feel like vanilla is just as equal to the rest, if not more important, because everyone bloody loves vanilla ice cream, it's a staple. But why don't we see vanilla chocolate? And I'm sure but why isn't it a staple like, like it is ice cream? Why is milk chocolate normal for chocolate bars and vanilla normal for ice cream? I
1: think what you're ignoring is the the elephant in the room here is definitely Coke vanilla.
0: Coke
1: vanilla. Let's not forget that the Coke vanilla was the first drink to outsell normal Coke
0: for, in something like twenty I'll years. I almost my case. It's proven itself as a valuable flavor. Vanilla, vanilla chocolate. And on that chocolate. note, if there's vanilla Coke, why isn't there milk chocolate Coke? Why isn't all, why isn't all, there's an extra layer to my argument.
1: Joe you know I I, recently I got to try out the one that I've been wanting for ages. Which is? Raspberry Coke. How did that go? Oh, it was not uh, quite everything I wanted to do. Didn't solve me. all your problems.
0: It's nice I, though.
1: I, it is good. Yeah, it's, it's like the more niche Cokes we get, the harder it is
0: to get hold of them. <laughs> I can't say I've even heard of Raspberry Coke.
1: The only place I can find it over here is seems to be in petrol stations. And as a, an electric vehicle driver, mm. I don't spend much time in those. So I'll go to, uh, right. vanilla White Vanilla Chocolate by it's Hotel Chocolat. Out. But what would Ooh. vanilla
0: chocolate taste like? What? Jesus Christ, that's expensive. Is it because it's white? Are we assuming it'll taste like white chocolate? Are we just grouping things together by color. I I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say, except that there's something fundamentally missing in flavors from ice creams and chocolates. And as soon as someone figures it, like, I don't understand why vanilla chocolate bars aren't on every corner. And I don't understand why we can't have white chocolate ice cream, which would be the best ice cream ever. I have no doubt. Have you... Come across many people who don't like chocolate ice cream. I wouldn't get it as a priority.
1: No, I'm. I talk about there's people I know. Turns out more people, more than one person, feels like this, where mm-hmm. they like chocolate mm-hmm. and they like ice cream, but they don't like chocolate ice cream.
0: Mm, don't like it.
1: Yeah, like, mm. won't eat chocolate ice cream. And they're saying, oh, it doesn't taste like actual chocolate, whereas I eat it, and I go, we're talking about It's ice cream, it tastes like chocolate. <laughs> Even better,
0: sometimes it has actual yeah. chocolate in it. Okay, What's there to not like about this? It's two things that's your, your favorite together.
1: It's very rare that I find uh-huh. two things that I like that won't go together, although coffee and chocolate mm. is one of them. You don't like it? I don't like coffee and chocolate.
0: Don't don't like the mocha?
1: Nope, I like hot chocolates, huh. and I like coffee, but okay. don't like mixing them together.
0: Huh. I don't know why I did when I realised that paddle pops. You guys have paddle pops over there as well, or is it Australian company?
1: I have a picture okay. in my head of what they are, and I'm going to assume that's what they are.
0: It's like a ice cream you get from like a servo. It's just a frozen icy, and they and one day. We realized by accident because they got all the different flavors and they've got a rainbow one, which blows your mind when you find out is actually caramel flavor. Didn't know that in my childhood. But the one time we left, we were trying to get chalk milk cold quickly, so we put it, uh, the ice, the, sorry, the um, container in the freezer and forgot to bring it out and it became frozen, so we let it defrost and it became a slushy milk chocolate which tastes exactly like a chocolate paddle pop. And it suddenly dawned on me that paddle pops – Especially the chocolate ones, are just frozen milk chocolate. It's like the easiest thing that they can do to make. And it just seems like the biggest con in the world. Like, don't get me wrong, I love it. But you can't just go freezing milk chocolate and calling it an ice cream. I'm not sure about that.
1: Do you? I mean, a Clippo is just frozen fruit squash. Get out of town. Or cordial, as you would call get it. Get out of town. Is it really? Well, yeah, basically, what is a Clippo? Yeah.
0: It's a frozen bit of fruit flavored up ice. It's a con. Without the, um, it's all, it's really, Whoa. the clipper's all about that shape, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's so that you can look like you're, no, I'm not going to say that now.
0: It's just, um, a, and it's
1: not really the easiest thing to consume. It's not, especially towards the end. Yeah. Because then you find that you've got a bit of ice inside a tube, which is smaller than the tube, and you're trying to squeeze it out and also without,
0: like, firing it across the room. <laughs> and the cardboard tube's all, like, wet and disintegrating. And, and sticky. yeah. Not a good time. Oh, I wanted ice cream until that part of the conversation. Mm. Oh no, I don't want ice cream. So, do you agree? Do you agree with me, or do you think I should let this go? Because I'm willing to argue this at at more dinner parties. But I'd say
1: my initial reaction is: Why have you spent so much time worrying about this? I don't know. I really don't. Look, like, I'm just ready... I'm sure that what like vanilla chocolate would be a thing, uh-huh. but it's like. I I don't
0: know. I'm just ready to fight for a cause, but I haven't found my cause yet. So this is me like searching for my cause. Just
1: just trying this one on the (laughs) side.
0: Not interested in politics. Not interested in I don't know anything else. I just need to find something. And so it's obviously the
1: vanilla chocolate. Vanilla
0: chocolate (laughs) vote one. So it's obviously not that yet. Okay, I'm willing to let it go, but just let it be known that if you meet (laughs) me in person, anyone listening, that it's very it's a topic dear to my heart, and I'm willing to talk about it with you if you want to. And even better, if you have
1: some vanilla chocolate to give Cope's, he will very graciously eat it. I'd love to try it.
0: Yeah, because it sounds
1: like it's expensive. If it is, but why? Like vanilla chocolate sounds like the most bland thing.
0: Exactly, it's probably just vanilla essence in like whatever chocolate. It can't be expensive. It's like freezing choc milk. It's got to be fine. And if, if if why do we use
1: the term vanilla for something that's really boring when vanilla itself is meant to be really expensive? Yeah. I understand we use like a tiny, tiny little bit and everything, but...
0: That's true. It's just as legit as anything else. It's a bean. I quite like vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, vanilla, why why is that term like... uh, Because I use it for like simple, clean, unchanged. Makes me angry.
1: Yeah, I use it for plain. Yeah. If I've described something as vanilla or ready salted when I want it to be plain.
0: Ready salted. That's very interesting.
1: You, you, You sound like you don't understand the term ready salted.
2: No,
0: I don't. As in, given to you, salted hot chips.
1: But no, I want you to keep on guessing. But that's that's not it. But you are close.
0: <sighs> ready salted. <sighs> to do with food.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's to do with food. Something hot. Nope.
0: Mm. It's like crisps. Yes. Ah, normal chips.
1: I don't know why. Why do they? I, I mean, for me, that's confusing. You don't know that because crisps, if salted crisps, that we know they're ready salted. Well, the thing is, they're
0: not normally salted. Like, they have to add the salt. Yeah, they are. That's like the default flavor is salted. They don't come out of the ground salted. You have to add the salt to them. So they've salted them. So really, they should be saying, don't worry, guys. We've already salted them. That would be better.
1: That's just stupid. They just call them ready salted, although a lot of places call it original. I think it's only walkers that are allowed to call it ready salted. And you don't have
0: walkers. Yeah, we, we we say it's you original, yeah. lays. I wonder if they've they've coined the term. Interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. I'd look it up. It's fascinating the things we learn can... on this podcast.
1: <laughs> anyway, hey, what was that? That was that was a good try. Oh, damn it! Uh, <laughs> I was I was uh, trying to think about things to talk about today, Uh-huh. and I've been thinking about this for a while And I, and I found that the most it seems to be that when I have the best ideas of stuff to talk about, I'm usually driving. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's something to do with the fact that when I'm driving, it just it clears your head. You have you know, you've got something to focus on that you can't like get too distracted from. But it doesn't take that much. You know, it does take too much. I go, if you're going down the motorway, you you can't just completely turn off and stop doing it. Mm-hmm. But you also have a lot of like spare headspace to work with. So I end up going on nice little avenues down, thinking about different things, and I usually. We quite often i suddenly think of this is a great thing to talk about the podcast i'll definitely remember to talk about this nope yeah as soon as i get to a chance of having it written down i've completely forgotten what it was i think i probably spend about 10 percent of my time driving trying to remember what i was just thinking about uh-huh is this something you've experienced like just driving me down and just going no i was thinking about this and then i was thinking about this but then Wait. No. Where how was it going after that
0: See, that's the thing. The best and, uh, things happen when your body is doing activity, physical activity, but your mind can wander. So that's why, I like, you know, that it's when you're driving or when you're running or when you're swimming, or I guess physical activity is a good one, but driving's a, also in that category because your body's busy doing something, but you don't need to actively think about it. So your brain's got to do something else. So I think it, it, it's the best time for those things to happen. But I don't know, like if I'm, when it's happening when I'm swimming, I guess when I'm driving, my strategy is I hope that too many ideas don't happen (laughs) and then I try and think (laughs) of like a word or something that is associated with it and I just play those like five words in my head. So it would be like purple cows and. Wait, wait, but what was the purple cows for? Vanilla chocolate. I'm not sure, just in case it's something about purple cows, but it'd be like vanilla chocolate, vanilla chocolate, vanilla chocolate. And I just keep saying it to myself. And if someone like calls me or something like that, I'm like, not answering vanilla chocolate, vanilla chocolate. <laughs> I just have to keep saying it. But if it could be a long, long, long trip. So I feel your pain. I, that's my only strategy is talking to myself over and over and over. I feel like people, like I've heard authors talk about they do dictating, you know how. Like they can record themselves when they're doing things. yeah, I've tried that. you've tried. i I can't help but feel like no offense to anyone does it. like it's a bad word to call it, and the activity seems as bad as the word. like it it seems shameful to dictate does that does that feeling come across to you? Uh, i I don't well. It seems straight out of a, a corporate stereotype.
1: I mean, preferably I wouldn't dictate. I'd have something trans. I'd have something transcribing what I'm saying. So I usually try and get Siri to take a note for me.
0: Ah, oh, you and her on speaking terms, which
1: I found happens to mix. Well, I, I, I'm on speaking terms to her sometimes. Uh-huh. Although I've had some crackers where I'll say one thing to her, and then she just tries to send a text saying
0: something completely different. And quite often, I'll just send the text because it's a good laugh. <laughs> can, can she ever – has she ever sent the text, like, without you wanting it to? Like, would you like me to send this text? No. Okay. Like, is it- it's, it's got close. Oh, damn it. That's scary. It, sometimes it has said,
1: yeah, you just I'll, – I'll set like, – So normally, the, most, the time I use it most is when I'm driving. I'm like, I want to change the music, but I can't be bothered to go through all the menus because I'm driving mm-hmm. – so that would be good here. So I'll just say there. Hey Siri, play such and such. <laughs> playing such and such. Play sold. It's soldy.
2: Soldy by Mahmood. Now playing.
1: No, no, don't do that. No, stop. That's pretty fast. Well, She's she pretty that quick. She's onto it. Yeah, but I didn't say soldy. I said something. She doesn't appear to be doing anything. Okay, so I'm just gonna leave her alone. But anyway, I've said. So I'll say that. And so normally, what will happen is it will say okay, I'm playing, and then it will say the name of the song that I said. And it is quite good mm-hmm. at that, except for the time when it gets it wrong and it will suddenly say, what do you want the message to? And it's picked out a random name for my contacts <laughs> to say. And I'm like, no, no, don't send them a message. I haven't spoken to them for three years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it types that out in the message. <laughs> oh, so that scares me because I've got a lot of contacts in my phone that from past lives. Damn. You just don't take them out, do you? No. Why would you?
1: And then when you do want to try and use that function to send a message, you'll just be like, I don't have that person in your contacts.
0: And you are like, fine, okay, right, but look. It would be cool if your contacts yeah, yeah. auto-archived old contacts. So they're still there, but you need to do an extra layer to access them. So you have to put in your code again. Just It would stop so many problems, idea, I feel. Because yeah. really. But I found yeah. like – Yep. I have heard – um,
1: What was it? My brother was telling me about one of his coworkers. He has his wife in his contacts as Wifey. Okay. She's just there. wife with "y" in the end. Wifey. But in order to get his assistant, because I can't remember which platform he's on, in order to get the assistant to understand that, he has to say Wifey. So <laughs> he'd have to say, call Wifey instead mm-hmm. of call Wifey. And I'm wondering, like, there's some names in my contacts I'll try to send messages to and he's just like, you don't have a contact. I go, yes, I do. But how do I have to say it if you understand it? Because I'm saying it exactly the same
0: way you his do. His name is somebody. Come on, Siri.
1: It's just so upsetting. I'm like, I know it's not an English name, but still.
0: So can you tell Siri to write notes for you?
1: I can do, but I don't know what you should do because I haven't got notes installed. Mm-hmm. Hey, Siri, make a note.
2: Sorry, there was a problem with the app.
1: Oh, yeah, there we go. It just uh-huh. says no. It could be a... But I should I should install that because there times when I'm just there driving on, like, I should really
0: write this down.
1: I'm going to write it down as soon uh-huh. as I get there. And then I get there and I'll be like, ooh, coffee. <laughs>
0: I'm definitely like, even if I'm meeting someone, I'll drive and they could be in the car park or park next to me, but I'll have to park, get the phone and quickly write down everything that was on my mind. Like, even if it's badly formatted or what, we just got to get everything in the phone quickly. And so it probably looks really rude of me because <laughs> I'm not making eye contact. I can't say hello because I can't start the conversation until it's written. So I'll just sit there for like 30 seconds quick tap, 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 and then I'm okay. Because it's the worst, is to forget what you're you're probably brainstorming pretty pretty hard. Oh and I'll have a really well thought out
1: argument about something that's really serious. And I'll be like, that's really a great thing to talk about. And I get there and I go, All I can think about is how I just suddenly watched a funny dog video.
0: <laughs> yep. Man, you, I can't wait to tell him about vanilla chocolate. He'll get it. Don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although then we also get the flip side of it, which we've seen many signs when you write something down and you go, I'll oh, know what that means when I get there. Read the note then, you know then a week later. I think I have no idea yeah. what that means. Yeah. Where was I used to write this down?
0: Hey, this is a good segue. Do you, do you want me to talk about my uh, my other topic Got down here? Yeah, go for it. I just want to talk about, I know we've talked about dreams before, but there's definitely when we're talking about writing it down, I would like to challenge everyone to actually write down their dreams because you know that you have a brief window where when you wake up, the dream makes complete sense. And then later on the day you'll think about it and it doesn't make sense, but writing it down helps Make a copy of it that you were, that you were very in the moment of. So just this morning, 3 a.m. this morning, I wake up because it was so surreal because I had basically had a horror dream. And the dream was that I was going to my parents and it was an old like childhood home and mum and dad are inside and I was seeing this guy walk around the house and he was just being very creepy. And I knew that he was a bad guy. And I had to try and avoid seeing him. I needed to get inside because mum and dad were oblivious. And so there's probably – I think the reason this started because I was watching – I started watching I Am Mother on Netflix. It's got a bit of a twist to it at the moment. But anyway, so I snuck in the house. I'm talking to mum and dad. He hasn't seen me and I've locked the door. And the door that I've locked is like bolt, good door. I go check the other doors. They're like – Weak cardboardy type doors—they're a bit uh, fragile. I'm like, man, we need to put chairs in front of this. This guy's outside; he's, he's really dodgy. And Mum's like, "What are you talking about? There's nothing outside." And I and I had to just convince my parents that something bad was going to happen, and they didn't believe me. And Dad didn't even believe me enough to get out of bed. He's just yelling from the bedroom, it be fine. Go to sleep." And <laughs> And I tell him, mum, you're serious. You just go, and this guy was like, you know how wolves, when they're in packs, they'll hide and the female wolf will pretend to be a dog on heat and it'll attract like your pet dog out to it and then the rest of the wolves attack it. Have you ever heard that? I have never heard of that, no, and it sounds scary. Got to be careful with like in the woods in – yeah, like your pet's on the leash because it can get attracted to this wolf and then it's game over for it. And so this this guy was yelling, not yelling out, but very quietly yelling out for help. Like he's going, help. And so it makes you want to go outside and see what's going on. I was like, Mum, he was screaming at all the time, like as I was coming in and he was just really quiet as I was telling Mum. And I was like, Mum, is he, serious. And he's like, No, I can't hear anything. And I was like, Just be quiet. And we sat there and just as I was about to give up and, and think she was maybe right, we both heard him just outside the other side of the window that we're listening to creepily yell out for help. And she just looked at me and we both realized this was real. And I woke up and I was laying in bed. And even though I'm in a very safe apartment complex, it felt like anyone could be in the house. You know how like you get, just get, you're not sure if you're in the dream or not. And I kid you not, like a minute later, I get an email on my phone. Don't normally have my phone next to my bed, but um, it's for a notification of an email that came in uh, two hours ago and the subject line was in capital letters, HELP. And I hadn't read it before that moment. And it was too weird. It was too weird and made me even more scared.
1: Was it a spam email?
0: No, it was actually people listening would actually know. It, so it was um, Nathan who's been on the show before helping him with a website and he ran into a bit of trouble. But so it's completely, completely <laughs> nothing at all that he needs help with. Just, I think he's being dramatic. But um, it was, if, he's, if he's listening to this, let it be known that it gave me a, a minor heart attack just because it perfectly correlated with my dream. <laughs> and I don't, I don't understand how those two words got linked from the dream to reality because the notification – Came through on my phone after the dream, like it wasn't sitting there on the phone, so I didn't accidentally see it before. I don't know. It was so weird. It made me. Well, I know. I'm not <laughs> sure it's giving you goosebumps, but it made me think how uh, I've, I've written this dream that I, to to Rice the other day, and I'll read it to you. The message that I sent to him because I don't remember it now, but it was very clear as day when I sent it to him. And this is this is my dream. This is what happens in my head. I said, "Hey, Russ." I just had a dream that we were sitting in the lounge room of one of my supervisor's houses and we're in possession of a floating orb we found from outer space and it went ape shit and smashed through all the walls in the house while the supervisor was sleeping and we were thinking, Oh shit, they're gonna kill us because it's also not our fault because the orb has a mind of its own. But then the tables turn into a 3D platformer like Mario 64, and we have to jump onto it, avoiding the plants. And when we get to the middle, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are there to talk about their new tour. And they start singing Californication, but the love was a bit <laughs> lost after playing it so many times, what? and we're kind of going through the motions. Fortunately, we had our guitars, and mid-song, we just started making up a completely random improv song. It sounded awful, but they loved it. And just we we finished a second encore song. Your sister runs out to meet us on the street, and turns out the Chili's recorded the song and had live streamed it as their new song's video clip, and we sounded amazing. And the world is going nuts. How the purpose have found two regular guys who are even better at music than them to pass the torch to and when we listened to it we did in fact sound even more amazing than we thought because we thought we were taking the piss but also turns out both songs were actually Alanis Morissette covers without anyone realizing that was my dream like
1: (laughs) that's 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 a lot of stuff that's a dense dream I know how about
0: those details they're as clear as day what happened through my head so if you're wondering how much cheese did you eat the night before If you're wondering what goes through my head making comics, I want you to remember those last two dreams. One, a serial killer is trying to kill me and yelling out help to try and lure me outside, and also the red hot chili peppers. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen every night. One of those two.
1: Speaking of dreams, Uh I recently did have an anxiety dream. Yeah? Which I only sort of remember, but I will have to lead up to this a little bit as to why it's an anxiety dream.
0: Okay, I'm stretching.
1: a couple of weeks ago... I had one of my races that I was doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This was the long one. It was going from Carlisle to Newcastle.
0: It's about six hundred kilometers. Is,
1: um, a bit less. Let's just tone it down a little bit. It was one hundred and ten kilometers. Oh, that's
0: still decent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but we had a game plan, which was we're going to be slow, going to take it easy, going to crack it out over twenty-two hours. We'll be fine. We have to, only have to go so fast; there won't be a problem. Yeah, it's a bit further than done before, but it's quite flat in comparison to a lot of things. We'll just keep moving and it'll keep going, and be fine. About 20 kilometers in, so a distance I've done before many times, about 20 kilometers in, my calves start to really, really hurt. And it's kind of started off with like, it's like, oh, it's, just, it's fine, maybe I just haven't had something to eat. Or something. I had not had enough salt and enough water. So I just take on some salt, take on some water and some food, get to the pit stop. I didn't have any of those really
0: salted chips.
1: No, well, actually, no. I think I saw on vinegar. But anyway, I'm there trying to sort stuff out. I'm like, right, it's okay. We'll just keep moving, and I'll start to feel better in a bit. And then, uh, keep pushing on for another oh, about about another twenty kilometers in, and I'm going. It's really starting to hurt now. I, like, I don't. So we've gone for like forty kilometers. So we've gone about a marathon distance, and I'm, I'm starting. To, I'm struggling to walk at this point. And we I'm going. Look, we've got about an hour for the cutoff for the next point. We'll get there. We'll stop for a bit. We'll see what's going on. And when I get there, I'm just sat down, not moving, trying to just get some life back into my legs. I'm not eating because I'm not hungry. Like everything had, the wheels had gone off at this point. Uh, and we'd be going for t- ten hours. Hmm. By this point, no, it must be less than that. Because I, I, around about this time is when we went got past the fifty-kilometer mark, and we'd set a new. I set a new PB for fifty k, which was great. Except I knew I had another sixty kilometers to go.
0: Sounds like it was about give up a clock about then.
1: About ten k later, it was. Uh-huh. So ten k later, we're at sixty kilometers down. The walk, people who have been walking it, have just gone past us. I couldn't keep up. I had to keep a stopping to sit down, and I was really confused. I'm like, what went wrong? Because I couldn't. I was just struggling to walk. In hindsight, I should have. I should have run. I should have run a bit more. We were just too careful. Like my legs just weren't used to walking that much. And I just had to have a conversation of, if we're going to do this, we have to keep this pace up for another 12 hours. Mm. We've already been going for 13 hours. It's going to be getting dark soon. We do. We have times. You know, there is time to make it. But what state are we going to be in when we get there? Uh, I don't know if I can do it for another 12 hours. So we decided, they made the decision, that's it. We're going to stop. We're going to keep on going to the next chance we get picked up and then... We'll just give up and that's out. So, we walk a bit, walk about 500 meters down the road just to see, in the you know, just around the corner, there's a minibus. It's just pick some people up and it's just starting to drive away. Oh, yeah.
0: Suddenly, you can run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a very upsetting sight to see. Well, suddenly you're just like, I'll wait. But no, they, the, the uh, minibus driver did see us yeah. and reversed up the road just to say, just like, Hey, yeah, uh, seems to be pretty, going pretty slowly. You're right, and we said, uh, "No, we can't. We're out. We have to give up." And it's not a fun place to be on that bus. No, with a load of people who have just had to give up on. Well, well you've put you've put a lot of effort into this thing, and you've been, have you have the goal ahead of you, and you know that it's just not it's not gone right. Morale and is low. Yeah, morale is very low at this point.
0: Now, we often I often like to think when, you know, like Wolfenstein, the game, and there's a health bar and your face changes to bloodied as you get closer to zero. Like, what was your yeah. health at this point? Were you – how close to zero? Zero is the absolute maximum. That's when you're dead. But how close is morale? How low is morale? What number are you down? A hundred. Like, I, I think
1: we, – we, well, I, started, I was struggling to walk. Okay. So, I was probably Single around about digits, 10. yeah. It felt like – yeah, they're looking at going, look, I'd have to go the, as far as the furthest I've gone before from now. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that happening. So we give up, get driven towards the next pit stop. And they say, okay, so you can stop here for a bit and then you can get a bus to the finish. Where you can pick up your stuff and then you'll be fine. And we're like, okay. And at this point, you start to see, I'll, I'll tell you what, even after five minutes being on that minibus, for like 10 minutes or whatever it was to get driven towards the next pit stop, which, by the way, would have taken us another two hours <laughs> to get to at the pace we were going at. <laughs> They're like, over the door, like, okay, out you get. It took a long time to get out of that minibus. <laughs> it's like a load of people who were already pretty stiff before they got the minibus sat in there, just cooled down. Oh, God, it was hurt. Yeah, it would be tough. Like standing up took a while. You'd stand up a little bit and your legs would just seize up and you'd have to slowly stand up the rest as you stretch out your hamstrings.
0: Man, I'm bad enough after a game of frisbee, let alone so many hours. Jeez.
1: Yeah, but what 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 I found from this is uh, it was yet another instance where we managed to finish early enough that what by the time we were still planning on being out there, we were in bed. Because we got to Newcastle and we're like, Well, it's not even ten o'clock yet. We could still get a hotel room mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of having to sleep on a in a sleeping That's bag tight. in a it was in a navy barracks. Hmm. So like instead of having to sleep in a hall, we can go sleep in an actual bed. So we did that and we were actually out of bed before we'd planned to finish to get the, uh, get the train back to the start. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But well, anyway, what I was going to say was going through all of this, it's easy to forget how bad I felt when we made the decision to say, we're done, we need to stop. It's even more frustrating. Like on the Monday, I go back to work and I just saunter into the office and I'm having to explain to people, no, the, the run didn't go well. I was nearly broken whilst I'm walking around fine because I pulled up fine from it. I wow. was quite stiff on the Sunday, mm-hmm. but I just i got better. I don't—I still don't quite know what happened. I've got some theories. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the thing, main things was that I was wearing new shoes that I hadn't worn enough before, so they might have been a little bit different so my legs weren't used to them. Another one is I walked too much. But what I've come away from having the main feeling of is I need to make sure that I respect every race that I go for because now I had to give up on that race, and I don't get another chance for it for at least another year because it only happens once mm-hmm. every year. And I might not even do it next year. So if I keep on going to races half you know, half prepared, then I can keep on ending up in a situation where I'm going to have, oh, well, I can't try it again for another year. And I'm going to have all these self-doubts. So I need to make sure that every time I get to home and I'm meant to be going out for a run and I go, oh, it's raining. I don't want to go out. I'll make it up. I need to remember that excuses won't get me to the finish line.
0: That's made you more driven. Yes. Do you, do you think you're getting a I've, bit complacent that, were you with your prep
1: oh, so complacent because I was like oh, it's, it's flatter than I've done before I can do this it'll be easy I'll just walk it all turns out no no you won't it this this one definitely slaps me back down Oof. so a good failure <laughs> it's 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 well that's what I'm trying to make sure that happens is I'm trying to make sure that even though we didn't finish, which was a very hard thing to take. We need to make sure that we move on from it and actually learn the lessons that we need mm-hmm. to. So I need to put in the training, put in the preparation, because I, I, this was another situation where, as we spoke earlier, I had to set five alarms or something in the morning to get up early enough for it. And then because of that, I couldn't sleep because I was anxious that I was going to miss my alarm. And then I was anxious that I wasn't getting enough
0: sleep. Sacrifices have been made. It's <laughs> not, not a
1: great spiral uh-huh. to be in. Damn.
0: So do you think there's a... um? I'm not sure for you or for other people that are involved in this, these races, is there an expectation to finish? Like is there any, any train of thought that you may not finish your first five races and it, and it takes time to build up? Or is it like, no, you're going into it, you should finish, otherwise why are you signing up? Like what's the mentality going into these things for people starting?
1: Well, here was my mentality at the start line. It was, right, we're going to start, I've got my game plan, now we're going to do in 22 hours, we're going to be crossing the finish line, just keep on going for that. Mm-hmm. At that time, I was like, I had doubts, like, oh, I haven't done enough training, haven't been prepared. I'd had two, was it two weeks or one week previous, uh, one of the Frisbee tours, I'd had quite a bad problem with, um like, a, my hamstrings are tightening up and that's uh, a problem with my legs and stuff. So I'd spent some time, that's part of the reason my training had not gone to plan was because I had to, like, go into injury prevention mode. Mm-hmm. and. So I had the doubts, but those doubts were more like, oh, this is going to be hard, but it was still uh, – but those doubts kind of turned into, well, it might take us two extra hours to finish or four extra hours to finish. But it is not nice when you're having to get to the point of going, I don't think I can keep on going with this.
0: And it's a long way. I'll tell you that much. How long do you think it took you from once the seed was planted in your head to when you got on the bus? Like was it uh... – a tumultuous period of, of deciding whether to give up or not? Or? So
1: there was a time when well, – so uh, where was the first pit stop? So it would already been going wrong about 30 kilometers worth, which was eight hours, nine hours or something, where I'd been like, oh, this isn't going great. And that has slowly turned into this is going to really hurt to this probably isn't going to work. And I had a couple of points when I would think – oh, it's not going to happen. I should give up. And you finish off, that's the responsible thing to do. But then you go, no, no, I didn't come here to stop. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get that medal. So it, it, you to and fro about it a lot. And part of it comes down to opportunity. Because if you're at a, a pit stop, there's marshals there. You can just say to them, I'm done. Please take me home and wrap me up in cotton ball. But then you say, no, no, I don't need to do that. I'm going to, I just need to keep on get moving again and I'll feel fine it's it was yeah I learned a lot about myself that day
0: well like (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't imagine (laughs) thinking I'm going to be doing this for more than 24 hours not alone because does any part of you think not only do I have to either finish the race or get on the bus I have to Get to the, get my stuff, go have a shower, get some food, because it's only get some food in me. Need to get some water in me. Need to make my way back to the bed. Need to get everything sorted. Like those things just become Herculean tasks, I'd imagine, afterwards as well. So it's not just on giving up. You have to like allow 5% energy to survive until bed. (laughs) I'm not.
1: Oh, I've, I've, I've gone full wimp after some of these races. You saw me do that. (laughs) Yeah, but like. You've, you've seen me go forward. It's a lot easier when you've got a support crew to just pour food uh-huh. down you and
0: carry but you like, yeah.
1: But yes, if you're by yourself, you do have to kind of yeah. do something about it.
0: I've uh, granted you did have me there to like wipe your bum and get you changed and things like that, like an old man. But yeah,
1: I'm fully aware that you, all of you, are speaking <laughs> to be like a child. Would you like some food? How about some water? <laughs> yes, I'd like some water, please. Are you tired? I think it's
2: bedtime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it's it's a feeling that unless you've experienced it you can't really explain it but yes, you, be, do. Uh, you you part of your head just shuts down it's like no nope, i'm not important right now i'm just I going to seven sleep. again but i think that's and yet and yet we go through all of this and i still want to do well, it, it, it sounds
0: again. like it's quite you know you know how we we're saying like the best stories come from the worst situations like it's pretty cool to be like learning because learning stuff about yourself at the extremes like that's that's part of it you ain't gonna climb Everest and it's gonna be easy you're gonna struggle and then almost die and then apparently wait wait for two hours in line at the top (laughs) that's not part of the story I'd probably still not get there but it's
1: gonna be tough it's gonna be tough and that's why we do it but just circling back to why I where my anxiety Mm -hmm. dream came from a couple of days later, I can't really remember how long afterwards, but about a week or so afterwards, I remember – I don't remember details, but I do remember having an anxiety dream about being unable to finish a race. Mm-hmm. So I, I do now have this burned into me about the idea of if I don't know that I've put everything into a race that I can, and that is, goes more so for preparation than actually for in the race, I know that I'm going to end up back in – the same place as I was on that bus, feeling that I've always asking the questions, even if well, at the time when I make the call and say I'm going to give up in this race, at that point I know for certain mm. I can't do it. Half an hour later, if that, you'll be there asking questions already.
0: So that's fun. Yeah, you definitely make sure you uh, write down those dreams of yours, boy, because I reckon there's going to be some doozies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure
1: some, you know, like Freud would be having a field day about this right
0: now. I want to hear these post-races. And your mother was (laughs) there, you say? Yes. Would you say that your, Where's your level of fitness now? Are you like the fittest you've ever been or is there still room to go?
1: I would say, I I actually have given this a lot of thought, Mm -hmm. funnily enough, recently. I am not the fittest I have been, but I am now best placed to become the fittest I've ever been. But I say that like it would be I'm going to be you know, setting world records. Or anything? I'm not. I'm going to be as good as I was, which is still
0: Right, still personal okay for right. everyone. But that's quite i um, – I've
1: feel. now – yeah, as you learn more about yourself, you mm-hmm. learn like what you have to do to smarter, get to where you want yeah. to be. And it comes and goes in waves. I think
0: that's a pretty exciting prospect. It's like a goal that I've always strived for. Never, Never hit, but I will one day. But it's a uh, just that thought is that you can get older and to a point you've kind of got like a, a bell curve to a point you're going to get better. But if you can get to an older point and be the fitter than you've been before, I think that's a huge accomplishment.
1: Yes. But I, I so with it mm-hmm. comes experience, and experience tells you what you need to work on. And also how important so many different things come together in this. Because I used to think it was just, if I run more, Mm -hmm. I will get faster. And now I've realized that actually, like, it never Mm -hmm. gets easier. You just end up running for longer, is what I've noticed. You're really selling that running sport. I'm quite (laughs) far away from... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's addictive. So they say. Trust me, it's worth it when you cross the line. But... I know that if I was to go and try and set a personal best on, say, a 10K distance, I probably couldn't. But I know how to get there, and if I put in the time, I will. And this time, if I do it, I probably won't break myself.
0: Mm. Stay tuned.
1: Yeah, remember what's important, kids. Don't try to take on too much at once. I like
0: it. I like it. I think... What's your race count do you have you counted your races i could off the top of my head i don't know but i'm probably around I feel like you need to keep a tally
1: how many did you last year i did like eight last year i'm on like a dozen damn a dozen or so proper races i'm not including i mean i haven't done many other ones outside of that but
0: isn't that funny how it,
1: events i've gone to where i remember it happening that's that's about a dozen or
0: so isn't that funny how the event is kind of big Took a lot of planning logistically. Took a lot of planning uh, athletically, and was got yeah, your your mental like the whole time took a lot of time out of your life to do. You can't quite remember all of them. <laughs> and what does that say? I Means I mean, you've done a lot. I mean, t-
1: some of them are
0: quite <laughs> hard to remember. You're like, what happened to that
1: one? I, I don't really know. It was, I think it was <laughs> raining. I can't remember.
0: Oh, that's going to be good.
1: You also, only do really you tend to notice the bits? You tend to notice like
0: mm-hmm. when it
1: went wrong, finishing the line, finishing the line, getting to the finish line, and the start. That's kind of all you really seem to remember from it. I might remember a couple of her patches, but uh, thinking back to like uh-huh. the race that uh, you came along and watched me in, I I don't remember much of that race.
0: Uh, I'd like to just more phrase it in the way that I. Joined you at the race. It makes me sound like I did it. Let's go with that. Continue. You were you were on my team. I was on your team. I like that even better. Yes, I was on your team. Continue. On my team. So I I
1: only really remember about four or five points in that race, and that took me. T- uh, how long was I going for? Ten and a half hours. Yeah,
0: several several meals. So
1: nine and a half hours. just my
0: life by meals.
1: Oh, it was a great day out, and but I exhausted myself. But I. Really, it's, it's funny how it just boils down to. Like the start when I passed you about an hour in, the bit when I was just like, Oh my god, I'm only halfway there and I'm dying like those moments when you that as I said, the moment you suddenly realize this has gone really badly and finishing it, there's a
0: couple of like like how, But I'm doing it again in four weeks. So Got four weeks to train. Yay. It's like how when your body goes through a traumatic experience, it just uh, it can forget about the painful bits so you just remember the good stuff. Yep.
1: That's why we keep them getting back.
0: So I look forward to hearing the uh, result of this next one.
1: Uh, yes, this is good. Actually, it's going to be interesting because in the next three weeks, I'm doing two races, and both of them are races that I've done before. So I wish there's something I haven't done before. A repeat. I've never repeated a race. Yeah, I wonder how that'll be mentally. So that will be a new experience in that I'm have know the course and i've done it before so i know
0: i can do it you reckon you'd still remember it you could play by play it
1: hopefully it's but these things go on for a long time
0: <laughs> there's a lot of it's it's like cool runnings you're trying to remember the bobsled run but there's quite a few corners in this bobsled run
1: it's quite a few corners and if you you don't remember the straights because then you're basically like what happened then well then i spent an hour being really uncomfortable walking up a hill
0: <laughs> yeah i guess it's like it's like well, the only parallel I can see is, is like hiking, where it's like, well, there was that, that valley that took half a day and then the hill at the end. Yep. So there was only two things that day. It was fun. Well,
1: anyway, that's enough about what's uh, going on in my life. That's nice. What's, uh, well, what's happening in your... We've in almost got place? time to wrap
0: it up. I'll be quick because mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're doing this. Better wrap it but, up um, Good news. Like uh, and prisons on New oh, Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. That's not right. Christmas. Unwrapping presents on the morning. Good news! I got on the the small business program, so I'm um, officially a full time cartoonist, but not really, but almost officially. But uh, so first few weeks, <laughs> almost officially, <laughs> technically, but um, still got leeway to, to earn extra income until that, that picks up. But uh,
1: a full time cartoonist, Asterisk.
0: yeah. <laughs> How full time can you be? But, uh, yeah, so exciting things in the pipeline. We've been – I've had to do a few a few meetings to get those ball rolling, so have to do some more work on uh, a few boring official stuff like bookkeeping and and, and plans and and things like that. But uh, it'll be interrupted because I'm off to – I guess by the time this comes out, I'll be back, but uh, heading to Italy for two weeks for a family wedding, which will be pretty exciting, but uh, – once I get back, it's it's full steam ahead. So I'll probably take a break from, well, yeah, I guess if you heard this, there's probably have been a, a, a break from comic releases so I can kind of get ahead and, and get a battle plan. But looking forward to the year ahead. We'll, we'll stay tuned and see what happens. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So I'll give you an update next uh, next episode. Excellent. But, yeah, exciting news. After all the waiting, looks like I'm in. So it's good times. Sweet. Thanks. Congratulations. Congratulations.
1: So, with that, we probably should go.
0: Yes, I think I gotta do a, a shuttle run for the Nestle. So, uh, you can hear the music. So, uh, let's wrap things up. Been good chatting. Uh, speaking of music, what's gonna happen after the oh, showcase? Yes. God, glad we wrote it down. We've got our third Scott Devonish song. <laughs> this one's uh, called Walk Away. Walk away. I'd hate to say one that we've done before, but walk away. I've been enjoying. I'm not sure how you've been liking. or like uh, the episode finishes. Got a bit of music after, so got one final one after this one because that. I'm looking forward to playing as well. And and so thanks, thanks so much, Scott, for letting us uh, play these. So I hope you've been enjoying listening and listening to them too. And uh, make sure you give his his old page a like, so you can make more music because uh, the world needs it. So where his page goes tell people where his page is so they can like it it is well these days you just search for it no no one really goes to the web browser so go on Facebook he's got his page there Scott Devonish Music and we'll have a link to that in our notes as well do you have to find out more information about our show go to www.puppiesandwatermelon.com that's it send us in your your bad dreams we want to hear them do you have a quote (laughs) do you have a quote to leave us with or do you want me to shoot one
1: I've already dropped it, but I have a quote, which is uh, one of my own originals, which is, um, excuses won't get you to the finish line. So a bus wheel, I want to encapsulate what that is a Thank you, I didn't realize it was unfinished, but it's finished now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Just in case you're unsure, there's, there's always a way to get there. But the best way. Oh, there's a t-shirt. <laughs> you you need to have that while you're running. Just on the back. <laughs> Just to suck people out. That's a great idea. Uh, I'm doing it.
1: All right. Cheers <laughs> for dropping by, coach. We'll catch yep. you in time. Catch ya.
0: Peace.
2: Turn to when it all goes wrong I'm so lost if you're not around You've been a fighter from the start So take a stand and give it all your heart Head held high, you'll walk away But everyone's scared I promise you'll never face it alone I was terrified before But I'm not frightened anymore for you I know you don't